0: Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and we come to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Well, I had promised last week that we would do part two of the series having to do with uh, things like um, apps and how they use AI and how pedophiles use AI and like that. Well, I'm going to promise to do that next week because I've had some things happen in the last week or so that um, I just really want to share with you my friends that are out there. And uh, I meet you all the time. I was at an event last night that uh, where I met a whole lot of you, and uh, it kind of sent me in a different direction. So I promise to get to that next week. But I really want to kind of take it a different direction today, if you will bear with me. So what I want to talk about is the trajectory of our lives, the decisions that we make, the paths that we choose. And I've given this a lot of thought. I've had a a very difficult week this last week, as far as some things that are happening that I'll share with you. And I've thought to myself as I've looked over my own life, all the various decisions I made that got me to where I am today. In fact, people will often say to me, "How did you get into this?" You know, well, hey, it wasn't like, you know, I applied for a job and it sent me down this path. it It was just a matter of what I was very, very passionate about and very interested in and educating myself and uh, learning from some of the best in the business that are out there. and aligning myself with experts, and wanting to know the truth about how to combat trafficking. So for those of you that don't normally listen to this show, this show is brought to you by an organization called Million Kids. That is millionkids.org, not .com. That is a rock band, and they're not my favorites. So there you go, millionkids.org. And I'm the president and CEO of Million Kids. I've been doing this since... Uh, oh, 13, 14, almost 15 years now. And uh, I do this in my retirement. I'm absolutely passionate about it. I want to understand everything I can about how to keep a child safe from predators. And it's a situation where I'll learn something and it's just getting up each day and putting one foot in front of the other. And then I meet People out in the audience. And um, I do a lot of personal training. In the last couple, three weeks, my heck, I've hardly been home. Been all over Central California and back up to Morro Bay and over to Fresno and, you know, towns that didn't even know existed like Oildale and Rosamond, where they really, really need some help. And As I've done that, I look at my life and, and, you know, I'm old enough to retire. And people say, when are you going to do that? And I keep thinking, well, maybe, you know, but as I look at the various problems and I understand what is going on, I feel a real passion to continue educating people. But what I want to talk about today is to take, have you think about your life and the decisions that you made. The more I work with young people, the more I realize that one of the most critical elements a parent can ever convey to educate, to direct their child is to understand the power of their decision-making processes and that, that decisions have consequences. You know, it'll take you one direction or another direction. You can decide that you're going to steal and you might get caught or you might not get caught. But you know in your heart that you have done something that isn't acceptable by society and hopefully not acceptable by you. I often will tell kids when I talk in schools that, you know, character is something that you build, that every time you do what's right instead of what's easy, that you gain character, and I think that this idea of self-esteem and uh, character is something that is a an enigma, if you will, to many of our young people. I think that oftentimes they see like self-esteem as you know whether you have the most followers on TikTok or you're an influencer or you're a cheerleader or something like that. And I I sometimes sense that people think that self-esteem is something that you get in your DNA or not. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, my family was really screwed up and it's how I am. And, you know, we come from the wrong part of town and I've accepted that. You know, those are decision points that you're making about yourself as opposed to making a decision that Maybe I was born on the wrong side of the tracks, whatever that means today. But that doesn't define who I am. I am going to define who I am based on the decisions that I make. And I think that that's so important to teach our children, regardless of whether they come from, you know, wealthy homes or, you know, the poorest of the poor. It isn't about how much money you have. It isn't about whether or not you come from a two-parent household. It is about how you see yourself. And those are the kinds of conversations that I think are so important with family and with parents to begin to talk about you are in charge of your life and you're going to be the sum total of the decisions you make. And as we talk about the trajectories of our life, I mean, there are some huge decisions that you might make, for instance, um, going off to college and which college and maybe which subject that you're going to to define your life in. And maybe it's a matter of do you go to church or not go to church or synagogue or, or wherever you go? Are you a person of faith? Are you not a person of faith? And if you're not, why not? And began to understand that those decisions are going to start to define you. You know, marriage, uh, you know, do you believe in marriage? Do you believe in the sanctity of marriage? Do you believe in, in uh, fidelity and truth and trust? And talk about, you know, the, the impact of decisions Uh, If you have a marriage where somebody isn't being faithful, then, you know, you have made a decision to affect somebody else and yourself. Uh, You know, if you made a decision to divorce, that is changing the trajectory of not only your life, but changing the trajectory of other people's lives. Maybe you're going to buy a house in a particular neighborhood That will change the trajectory of the future decisions you make. You know, I remember as a kid, we used to have this little thing that we did. I don't suppose kids do it anymore because the computer, but they would give you these puzzles and all these dots and you had to connect the dots. And uh, then they'd give you other puzzles like little BBs going down a, a little track on a game and you would have to decide, do I go this way or do I go that way? And every one of those decisions would then affect your next decision. And that decision would affect the next one. So big decisions like where you're going to live or whether you're going to have kids and how you're going to raise the kids and big decisions about do we give our kids social media? And how do we raise our children in a world that is full of technology and do so in a way that they do it with respect and responsibility? I was thinking about it because this last week we had this horrible tragedy of uh, several billionaires that went down on an experimental submarine. I'm sure that if they had the ability uh, to do it again, they'd probably say, catch me next time. I'm busy. But it didn't work that way for them. They made a conscientious decision. They they evaluated what they thought were the risks and made a decision to go. And that decision provided them with the end result of their lives. So we have big decisions that we make, but we also have some small decisions, day-to-day decisions that will make a chance, uh, make a change in our life. I often talk in public and I have kids that come up to me and they go, you know, it wasn't until I heard you, I realized I might be in trouble I've been talking to somebody online, maybe I shouldn't be, or I've been talking to somebody up in Washington, or I've been, you know, I've sent some photos out and now I'm scared. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking that they're starting to want to make demands of me. What do I do? And just something that simple, it's a small decision on the scheme of life, but it is a major decision on how it might change their life. Because if they can say, look, I'm not going to mess up my life with some creep I've never met online, as opposed to, well, I just want to see what he's like, and I think he'll be a good guy, so maybe I'll try that out. Those kinds of decisions will also change the trajectory of our lives, and it may be for good or it may be for bad. This is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break now, so stay with us. We're going to be right back.
1: Are you tired of eating at the same old restaurants? Let me tell you about a fabulous Italian restaurant we found in Riverside, Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant. Their Caprese salad is exquisite, with candied balsamic glaze. All of their sauces are special recipes, using only the best olive oils. The salads are fresh and healthy. They offer a wonderful array of pastas, including shrimp scampi, capellini bolognese, and lasagna. They're famous for their gourmet pizza, and you can order online for takeout or have a special date for dining in with family and friends. Mamma Mia's cater special occasions and host private events. You have to try it out. Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant, located at 10971 Magnolia Avenue in Riverside, one block north of La Sierra on Magnolia. That's Mamma Mia's in Riverside. Be sure to tell Michael, Alex, or Joseph, you heard it on AM 590, The Answer.
0: Hello, this is Opal Singleton of millionkids.org. I believe the four most powerful words on earth are I believe in you. So we created a challenge coin that says, I believe in you on one side and stand tall, you are loved on the other side. This one-of-a-kind challenge coin is a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, Christmas presents, or just an anytime gift for someone you love. What a powerful message for a parent or a grandparent to give to a young person. This two inch coin is made of polished gold. It's striking to look at and it is priceless to hold. It is packaged in a beautiful black velvet gift box. What a great way to leave a legacy of love that will last forever. To purchase this coin, go to millionkids.org gallery. Each coin is $25. Go to millionkids.org gallery to purchase and give a legacy of love.
1: Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen of Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton, and we're talking about the trajectory of our lives. So I'm gonna share with you something very personal today something that started this conversation in my head. So in, in 1966, I was a very young girl, about 19, and I had originally lived in the Midwest in Kansas. I was never particularly fond of Kansas. My apologies to my relatives back there. I know they're disappointed in me, but I always wanted to be a California girl. And when I was 19, I came out to California. I didn't have much money. I didn't know anybody, but I was going to be a California girl over and above everything else. You know, I didn't know if I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer or what. I was going to go to college, and I did do that. But in 1966, I arrived in California with almost no money and not knowing anyone. And the night I knew one person. And that was a person that I had gone to college with in the uh, in the Midwest. And that particular person I knew was a drug user. And uh, she wanted me to come out that night and uh, go party with them. And, you know, I don't I it's almost like it happened yesterday. And it's been a long time ago, folks. But, you know, it was like, I don't want to do that. You know, I've, I've worked hard, I want to come to California, I want to have a career, I want to be somebody. And, uh, you know, while it was the only person I knew, and I was tempted to go, oh, it's only one night, I thought, I am not going to do this. But I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was given it a lot of serious thought. And I arrived in the town, Escondido, down by San Diego and one as i'm fighting this discussion in my own head about whether i go to this party or i don't go to that party and and participate with the people i decided i really did not want to do that but i didn't know how to say no all by myself and i did something that changed my life and this is why i'm going to share with you about the trajectory of our lives there was a um a sign above a payphone. Now, nobody of the young people that are listening to this show will even know what a payphone is, okay? (laughs) I'm dating myself hysterically. I love those, uh, I I digress a minute, but I love those YouTubes where kids are trying to understand a payphone, You know, and they can't figure out how to text in it, and they don't understand why you have to put money in it, and it only goes three feet, you know? (laughs) That's hysterical if you've ever seen that. But anyway, there was a payphone at the Escondido Mall. And above it, it was a sign to call for dial-a-prayer. And it was one of those free numbers kind of thing. I think it was 800 in those days, maybe maybe 900, I don't know. But you could dial. And I reached someone on the other end to my surprise. I thought it would be just a recording. And I was just looking for something to give me the strength to say, I don't want to do this with my life. I've come this far. And a person on the other end answered, and his name was Reverend Richard Hulse and uh, H-U-L-S. And I'm going to share an absolute tragedy about Reverend Hulse here in a minute. It's the reason why I am sharing this particular story. Anyway, it was a Saturday night, like at seven thirty, eight o'clock. He has a beautiful wife and some kids. And I'm calling and he said, you stop everything and come over. This is how you find me. We'll talk it out. Do not go to that party. And I did. And uh, I will always be grateful for that night, for a person who took time for someone that was struggling with a decision that would have changed the trajectory of my life. As I got to know them, I told them, I said, I don't know anybody in Escondido. I'm here. I'm almost broke. I'm You know, I'm trying to find a job. I'm trying to get myself established here. And he said, you have family. You have family. Our family. You are part of our family. And they hired me to babysit their five kids. Hello. (laughs) And they all called me Opal Apple because they're like four years old. And it was just. um, It was just priceless, Okay, that someone who didn't know us, didn't know me was willing to say, if you're willing to pick up the phone, I'm willing to help you. And I did that. And that decision changed the trajectory of my whole life. And as it's turned out, we have been very good friends for almost 60 years, not quite that long. I'm aging myself here over the radio, but its uh, it's been an interesting time. Now we've had a great relationship. He has his wife is Marsha, and uh, what a beautiful lady she was. She immediately took me in and gave me some counseling about professional dress. <laughs> I suspected I needed that anyway, um, uh, and helped me, you know, earn a little extra money by taking care of their kids and uh, like that. And I got a job and and uh, you know, all kinds of things over a period of time. Well, life went on. I got a good job. And then um, I started going to college, which I did, you know, everywhere I went, I went to college and we stayed in touch. And uh, later I met my husband, the one that many of you know, passed away about six years ago. And uh, he would perform the uh, ceremony, but he would also perform, you know, every five years we would do a renewal kind of thing that was just really special. And what a fine, fine man, this man was, he, um, I just will share with you, his name is Reverend Richard Hall's wife, Marsha. And uh, he was uh, a full-time minister for a long time at one of those uh, walk-in, drive-in churches like you saw over in Orange County, only his was in Escondido. and uh, And he was a chaplain in the Navy for many, many years before he retired. And he was a chaplain at the Escondido Police Department and then after he retired from uh, church life, he became a chaplain at several uh, care homes. And, um, and I would say, why do you do that? And he said, because old people need somebody to listen to them. And I'm old and I might as well listen to them. And, uh, you know, he made those decisions for his own life that even when he was no longer head of a very large church. He wasn't through serving. And Marsha was the same way. She was a, an incredible pianist and a singer and like that. And they would go to these care homes and and put on uh, shows for those people and there to enjoy and sing along and stuff like that. Well, I'm going to go deep into it in the next section. But um, nine, ten days ago, ten days ago, in the middle of the night, they are been married more than 60 years. Their house caught on fire down in Escondido, and Marsha didn't make it out. She uh, she died peacefully. She had uh, smoke inhalation, and uh, they, they tried to revive her. But he got up in the middle of the night trying to get her out and also to stop the fire, and he was horribly, horribly bor- burned on his hands, his face, his chest, uh, his eyes, his lungs are horribly burned. It's been 10 days now, and he's still alive. Um, He can't communicate. And uh, they kept him in a coma for the first seven days. And uh, now he's uh, able to look at them and squeeze their hands and kind of nod his head. It looks like he's going to make it, but he's got a very long path back and i think about the trajectory of their lives and how that interfaced in the trajectory of my life these are people we we believe at this point he still does not know that marsha's no longer with him but i i look at this man and woman and think they just did a small thing everybody else would have said you know hey we don't have time for that and yet They decided, no, I was worth investing in just, you know, not with money, but with their time and with their acceptance and with their emotional support. The I believe in you. Many people who follow me and kids know that one of the most important sayings that I believe the four most powerful words on Earth that you can give another human being is I believe in you. Because, you know, that is exactly what every one of us is looking for we're looking for that that place in our lives where somebody else thinks we're great i came across that because of i work with so many foster kids And that's what foster kids need they need to know somebody believes in them you know we have challenge coins that we sell online that say i believe in you and they last a lifetime and i think it's one of the greatest gifts that a grandparent can give to their grandchild because a challenge coin will probably survive fire flood and old age and it is something that they can take with them all their life to let them know that somebody else believed in them. And that's why we created those challenge coins. And that's, we sell them, of course, to support our work, but more important. So you have a means of communicating the most powerful words on earth to those that that you love. And that is, I believe in you. This is Opal Singleton. It's break time. So stay with
1: us. We're going to be right back. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and A Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses, and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno-impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, paperware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement teachers and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo, and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared if you are a parent or grandparent teacher counselor or social worker please take time to read societal shift only 18.99 plus six dollar shipping order today at millionkids.org that's millionkids m-i-l-l-i-o-n-k-i-d-s.org it'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself order societal shift today Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This show, we usually talk about how to keep kids safe from predators and we look at apps and we do things like uh, understanding how predators use certain apps to seduce our kids. And uh, right now, there's just a, a huge, huge thing going on around the world where foreign national telemarketing companies coming out of uh, Nigeria and Ivory Coast and Pakistan and Philippines that are that are seducing our kids in to sending some sort of photo. And then the blackmail is far beyond ruthless. You know, this has been going on for a long time, but it didn't include like Nigerian uh, scam groups that have whole telemarketing centers. So I'm gonna switch past here a minute because I was talking about Reverend Holes and how he, he changed my life because he took that call and then he sat with me and said, you know, you get to decide what kind of life you have, and it's going to be your choice. And whatever choice you make will lead to another choice, and that choice will lead to another choice. And I I look back as I see Reverend Hall struggling for his life, and I think about how powerful he was in my own life, you know, uh, about uh Two and a half, three years ago, I was fortunate, in as I was a widow, to marry a really, really wonderful man. And uh, it was a big decision at that point in my life. I will tell you, quite frankly, I did not enjoy being a widow. It's just not my thing, thank you. Now, some women just love it. They go off with other women, and they get on the Greyhound bus and go to British Columbia or somewhere, <laughs> wherever they go, Montana maybe. I'm not that person. I threw myself into the work and like that. And uh, I decided I didn't want to date because I didn't know who I was. And I think that as you think about the trajectory of your life, it's important for you to have stopping off points in your life. And I think this is important to teach your children that you take an assessment of where you're at. And the sum total, you are where you are, and the sum total of the decisions that you have made along the way, and in some cases, the decisions were made for you. In my case, uh, I decided not to date, and then one day I met my current husband. I knew immediately what was happening. Uh, two, uh, we were I had been a widow a couple of years, so had he. And we immediately said we are going to change the trajectory of our lives. Now, we don't know each other all that well, but we knew from day one that we were going to be able to make a healthy and a a good marriage out of this, but that we were totally different people. I think that so much of that happens in a marriage where you get in a marriage and it isn't quite working out And then you say, well, if he would only do that or if she would only do that and it's her fault or it's his fault, they won't do this and I have to have that. All of those are decisions that you're making on the trajectory of your life. So you have the big ones that impact you. For instance, in my case, the, the decision that I wanted to come to California, that I wanted to be somebody, I wanted to go to college, I wanted to have a career, I wanted to have a healthy relationship. And out of that one small decision, that one night, I was able to get the strength of character so that I could begin to make the bigger decisions and make them in a way that my life isn't messed up. I share that with you because a lot of what I do is I talk with kids. i talked with several of them in the last week, and they're online and they're talking to somebody and they know it's not what they should be doing. And they're saying, well, can't hurt that much. And well, maybe I should just see what he's like and meet up with him. And they make the little decisions to keep going. And what they know is an unhealthy relationship. Uh, we do that every day. We make decisions about diet and exercise. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Obviously, the people that are able to make the decisions to diet and exercise look better than those that do not. We make decisions about spending money every day, and it is those decisions that allow us to make the final decision to pay our house payment at the end of the month because we still have money left unless we didn't make a good decision. All of those small decisions make up who you are and send you on a trajectory of your life. And I think that this is so important to start to share with the young people in your lives. Look at your own lives. In my case, we've had a terrible tragedy this week, but it also brought home to me the value of speaking with our kids, of making those little decisions for them to understand that each little decision will result in your next decision. If you decide you're going to take a candy bar from a store, you know, that's going to make it much more likely that you're willing to steal something else. The next point that's maybe a little bit bigger and then pretty soon you're part of a pack over there in uh, Carson rating a, a 7-Eleven because everybody's doing it. So that starts you down a particular path. The same kind of thing of, um, you know, your decisions, what you do online, whether you're willing to post erotic photos or that you are willing to compromise so that you'll have a video that goes viral and you want to be an influencer. And, okay, you have to be a little risque to be an influencer, maybe just a little potty mouth too. And as you get into that, each one of those things will start to form an opinion of what you look like. And it's like building blocks. You will either come out with a building that that you're proud of, that you've gone somewhere, that you've accepted. But you don't get places by accident. And I think that that is very important. Now, accidents happen. That's what happened to Reverend Halls and Marsha that night. They did not do anything as far as anybody can see. The fire department believes that what happened is that they had a uh, a short in a recliner that they had in their house that uh, shorted off and, and started the fire going up the wall. And so bad things can happen that are out of your control. But it is the decisions that you make that will put you further down a particular road. Now, it's never too late to turn around and go back. If you've made bad decisions, you can then make decisions to change that. And I share that with kids. Okay, so you're online and you're tempted. Okay, you made the decision to go online. You made the decision to talk to someone you don't know. And maybe you made a decision to send some photos. But the next decision is the one that's going to decide how you're going to end up paying the price for that. Are you going to be able to say, I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to report it. I'm going to tell somebody I'm going to get out of it. Or are you going to say, well, you know, it's kind of fun and I'm just playing a game and I don't think it's a big deal. And like that, and you end up changing your life. The minute a child sends a naked photo online, it is out there forever. One of the the things, maybe I'm uh, off a tangent here because of the fact that I'm going to do this next week. But one of the things that I want to make very clear is, have you ever gone onto Google and they have Google Images? Google Images records all those images. And so when somebody's doing a a background check on you, if you have those images on there, they're going to pop up. If you uh, get ready to go to the military, that's going to show up. If you're trying to get in a university, that's going to show up. If you're trying to apply for a a decent job, that's going to show up. So a moment of lark and fun and like that can end up changing the trajectory of your life forever because of the decisions that you made to get there. As I think back to Reverend Hulls, I'm so grateful for the night that he said, you know, don't do this. Come in. You're part of our family. Uh, you can go a different direction. You know, you're smart. You you should be able to make this happen. And we're going to do what we can to support you. But you've got to do your part. And that includes making good decisions. And uh, we talked about that that night, even though it's been almost 60 years ago. I think to myself, what if I hadn't picked up that phone? What if I hadn't wanted more than what was being projected out to me at that time? So we have big trajectories, like the big decisions that we make. But it is those little decisions that will truly set us down a path That can either be very destructive and very painful and painful to not only to ourselves, but others. Or we can make decisions that will keep us on the straight and narrow and give us that strength of character. That's where it came from with that idea of every time you do what's right instead of what's easy, you get strength of character. Strength of character is not something you just get in your uh, DNA. It literally is a muscle that you exercise in your brain, if you will, to make quality decisions and understand that all decisions have consequences. And I think that's important to share with our kids. This is Opal Singleton. Break time. Be right back. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16. I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, Educate Yourself About How to Keep Our Kids Safe in This Day of Changing Technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at 3 o'clock on AM 590 the answer.
1: Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems, customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com. Or call 951-781-9343. 4 5. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom service systems.
0: Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Royalty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens and she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at RE-MAX Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. AM 590. The Answer. Hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton, and we're talking about the trajectory of our lives. Well, one of the things I just wanted to share with you is that I go out and do public speaking. It's what I do. I do a lot of training this past uh, summer, uh, and we're just getting started. It's only June. Feels like it's been going on all summer. But this summer, I, for whatever reason, have a lot of... um, presentations, especially to school staff um, and social workers, mental health workers, uh, foster agencies, uh, law enforcement, code enforcement, a lot of it is around the changes that are going on in our society right now. You know, we have an open border, and that's bringing in lots of people, and many of them are fine people, but it really would be helpful, in my opinion, if we knew who they were and that they came in with documentation in orderly manner and like that. Because once you make the decision, then you send a nation on a trajectory of having open borders and our nation is going to pay the price for that. And I, and I just want to say that I believe that a nation without borders is not a sovereign nation. And so as leaders, They send our nation on a particular trajectory, and we're starting to experience not only all the people coming in from the open border, but we're seeing a massive amount of homelessness and uh, increase in amount of prostitution because of the laws that are being made on on, uh, Sacramento that literally send our state into a particular trajectory. And then they have the audacity to say it's not really happening and what you're seeing isn't really happening. And it just uh, is really uh, an interesting time in our lives because uh, in my case, I believe in law and order and I believe in helping other people. And I want to do that every bit of the way. But the idea of the path that a state chooses, a a, uh, government chooses, A city chooses the leadership that we choose. All of that is really, really impactful. I have been, uh, you know, there's a lot in the news about crazy teachers out there and uh, all the LGBTQ thing and, uh, you know, the trans and the sex changes and uh, when a parent is responsible for the child and when a parent shouldn't be told that somebody else is making decisions for their child. You know, one more time, those are decisions. And uh, that when I see things like that, where somebody else is choosing to deal with the gender of somebody else's child and not involve the parent, it is heartbreaking to me. That is not leadership. That's deceptive kind of thing. If you can't be proud of who you are and what you're doing, and you can't announce it publicly then maybe you should not be doing that and those are pretty strong words to um uh, will probably get me in hot water but I, you know this is really what i'm sharing with you today we are the sum total of the decisions we make and that includes the decisions about who we are when it comes to our moral values and you can have other people telling us what we should and shouldn't be. But that does not mean that we no longer make decisions for ourselves. I believe this is a time in our society that we need to have those discussions with our child. Very blunt, open discussions about the trajectory of their lives. It is their lives and they get to choose, but they have to understand whatever it is they choose will come with a price. And if you choose to take the low road, in fact, uh, I remember Reverend Holtz telling me one time, you can take the high road or you can take the low road, but the low road will cost you more every time. And I think that we need to convey that to our kids This is the first generation of kids that are going to live in a world without mom and dad because they're going online and meeting people from all over the world. They're going into the schools, and it would be nice if they're going into private schools that maybe follow along more with our belief, but they're going into schools also. One of the things I wanted to say is that I met a lot of teachers this summer, And most of the teachers I met are good, hardworking people who want to protect your children and teach them what they need to learn and not all this craziness that we're hearing out there. In fact, they themselves struggle with that. And I admire a lot of those teachers that are making a choice And they are doing exactly what we're talking about. They are saying, I could leave the school system if I don't believe in that. Or I can stay in the school system and make good quality decisions that will allow me to control the trajectory of my life. And so it's a a fascinating place to put our kids Our kids now are going to go online. They're going to meet millions of people that we have no influence on. And so I think of all the things that we can teach our child, that good cognitive reasoning and good decision making is right up there at the top, that whatever they decide to do, that it will carry a price if they want to go down this road then that's going to take them further down that road and maybe away from another road that might have been a better decision. It's also important to not only share with kids that every decision comes with consequences and it may advance you farther down the road that you want to go on, or it may be a road that takes you farther away from what would normally make you happy and be proud of who you are. And we need to be able to talk those out with our children. I don't think decision-making skills probably come with the DNA. It might. There might be factors in there that you're able to have maybe stronger cognitive reasoning. But I also think that making good decisions doesn't come by accident. I think that it comes from conversations between parents and grandparents About what happens when you choose this and then what happens if you choose that? What happens if you choose not to go to school today or you choose to sleep in or you choose to cheat on a test? What happens there to your character? And what is important to you and the kind of person that you want to grow up to be? These are hard conversations, but I think they're important conversations. I want to close this show and ask for your prayers for Reverend Richard Halls. He's still alive. He's uh, struggling. He's in critical condition, but he is starting to breathe on his own a bit. Uh, he's still not able to communicate, and we don't know how much he remembers about what happened. But here is a man and a woman who gave their whole lives to others. They had no qualms whatsoever about taking in a 19-year-old girl they had never met and helping them kind of put them under their wings and, and help me. Uh, find a way in life of making my dream come true, and we never lost contact. I lost I talked to him just ten days before that he lives down in Escondido, but he would be an advisor for me and kids. uh he was so supportive of my second marriage and in fact gave me away at that wedding. And uh, they are some of the most priceless people I've ever met. So if you're praying people, I hope you will say a prayer for Reverend Richard Holes as he's fighting for his life. They don't deserve this. There is a world of people in the Escondido area that say they helped me out in this way and that way. And I also hope that you'll think about that for your own life. What will be your legacy when all is said and done, what will people say about you? You know, what what is it that you did in your life that you thought was worth living for and and making that difference in other people's lives? I think that it's time for introspection. It's one thing to look out there and go, all those guys, all those all those um, politicians are crooks. And I might go along with you on that. <laughs> okay, But it isn't about them. It's about the decisions you make and that you share with your spouse and you share with your parents, you know, even if you're an adult and you have adult parents older than you, your decisions of where you live and what you do and how you care for others will affect that. And I also think that that's important that you share that whole kind of thinking with your with your sons and your daughters that you sit down and let them know that that decisions aren't accidents. You They set the trajectory of your life. And just a small decision, like picking up the phone one night and doing dial of prayer, literally 60, almost 60 years ago, changed my life and and started me down a path I could never, ever believe is possible. And they've been there for me all of my adult life. And I'm so grateful for them. Please say a prayer for the family of Reverend Richard and Marsha Hulls. Uh, They have five kids. They're in shock and uh, also for his recovery. Folks, I want to thank you for being out there, being my family, being our friends, and supporting the work of Million Kids. Go to millionkids.org if you want to donate. We'd appreciate it. See you next Saturday at 3 o'clock on AM 590. The Answer.
1: This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click BMWofRiverside.com.